We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Anime Talk. Enjoy. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. I'm your host, Mr. L- I'm your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton. As always, joined by my brother, Mr. Chris SJE. Chris, how you doing, brother? Hey, man, I am wonderful. I'm excited, man. We got a lot of good uh, shit to talk about today. I'm hella excited, and look, I want to apologize to the fans because it's a little bit of my fault. I'm not gonna even lie to them. It's a little bit of my fault because I'm the reason why we had to. It's coming out on Thursday instead of Tuesday, and if. Because I had to go to a movie premiere, and you guys, it's the, the episode's out now, so I had to interview comedian Mark Caesar, and it was just, we didn't have a time to get it done for you guys before, And but I told Chris, look, we doing anime talk, we're not skipping, no, we're not going to be missed for two weeks, we don't do our fan base like that, we got to talk about anime, and look, it helped out because now we can talk about a little One Punch Man, talk about Demon Slayer, we got a lot of good stuff to get into, mm-hmm. but I'm excited, Chris, so let's uh, start off with... Uh, story number one. This is, was a big story. This is something that we knew was coming, but we've gotten confirmation of it now. So, Warner Brothers had previously grabbed the May twenty twenty one, uh, May twenty first, twenty twenty one date, placeholding the date with an untitled event film. But we know what that event film is now. They will be releasing Taika Waititi's live action Akira film, and Taika Waititi is the director that made. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Wittiti stated that he wanted to adapt Katsuhiro's Otomo's Akira manga, not the TV anime or the movie. I haven't really started to get my head around it yet. What I wanted to do was an adaptation of the books because a lot of people are like, don't touch that film. And I'm like, I'm not remaking the film. I want to go back to the book. A lot of people are freaking out, haven't even read the books. There are six gigantic books to go through. It's so rich. But the anime is one of my favorite films of all time. My mom took me to see the film when I was 13 and it changed my life. It's one of the reasons why I'm a filmmaker. In terms of the differences between the Akira, and that's a quote from him, in terms of the differences between the Akira manga and anime film, the biggest changes are in regards to the titular character's uh, final fate and the greater role for number 19. The anime film generally remains faithful to the beginning of the manga before sacrificing character development moments and side stories in order to advance the plot. He also said that no worries uh, crowd, this will be a cast of full Asian, he's going for full Asian teenage boys, he's staying true. Krissa, does this excite you that this may be the first? We knew uh, uh, a Battle Angel Alita or Alita Battle Angel mm-hmm. was a good film. Mm-hmm. But will this be the first great anime adaptation? We can only hope, man, because in a, in a world full of trash uh, anime adaptations, uh, live action adaptations. Made by a, Americans, especially. Especially made by Americans. But it, also in a world of social media where it is very obvious to tell what the fans want and do not want. 
they don't want live adaptation, period, unless you're going to do it right. So unless you have full intentions or full, unless you know you can do it right, it's not worth touching something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Netflix learned that with De- uh, Death Note 1. I feel like the only reason why Death Note 2, they're getting a Death Note 2 like movie, is because it was so polarizing. Yeah. The first one was, it, it was like whack, but a lot of people watched a it. A lot of people, yeah, and they got in Netflix right now is struggling to get them views up. So they got, they're in debt with all these streaming services and they got to have original content. So if anything worked, they're going to keep, they're going to try to do it again. For you know sure. what I mean? So I'm excited that they're following the manga. I'm excited that they're going to be uh, doing. Uh, making sure it stays true. Like I always say, I'm not the person who gets upset on people casting in anime. I'm mm. the person that's like, get it right. Just for example, for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Edward Elric better be a little white kid with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Like, in blue eyes. Because that's what he is in the manga. But Akira are 100% Japanese boys mm-hmm. in futuristic Tokyo. It better be that. Now, mm-hmm. when you come to things like Dragon Ball, where you don't know what their uh, race is. Cause yeah, because technically, that's not even Earth. And exactly. Go, go, they're go. Saiyans. They're not even like... That's not like... <laughs> To me, you could do whatever. Saiyans are all Asian on on planet Vegeta. And that's why I wasn't mad at Ghost in the Shell because Major's a robot. Like, Mm -hmm. people were upset that Scarlett Johansson was Major and I was like, bro, Major is a damn robot. Like, Mm -hmm. she could look like whatever. So, how does a robot have a race? You know what I mean? Literally. But for this... They have to be true. Like, mm-hmm. for example, with Death Note, I kind of wish they would have stayed true because Light is like a Japanese kid. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like for example, if they made a Yu Yu Hakusho, Yusuke better be a Japanese kid. Mm-hmm. Kubar better be a Japanese kid. Now, yeah. when we get to Hiei and Kurama, well, they could look whatever. Now, see, that's that's why a lot of people, are, uh, uh, me and you included, were kind of up in arms with the Cowboy Bebop casting because we, yep. you can't picture it. Like, I, I got to see a trailer for the for uh, Akira, you know what I'm saying? Akira, yeah. I got I to gotta see... What it uh, what like. it's gonna look yeah because if it's gonna like you could tell from watching that first trailer if it's gonna be like uh because the the thing Cabo Bebop fucked up with is announcing yeah, the cast before, before the, the trailer. trailer like drop the trailer but they had to for for uh for the trades like they had to let the, the news people know but I feel you I wish people would do it more like that but man it's just annoying because what if it's like my high, my expectations are already killed for Cabo Bebop I hope that doesn't happen with this movie because I feel like this one has a lot of potential yeah. I feel like Cabo Bebop still has a lot of potential but. I'm not. You're I'm not kind, as high on it as you would have been if you did, if you would have just saw a trailer. And I'm stuff. more fearful for the trailer now than I am excited for it. You know but what I mean? Also, like I'm excited for this trailer. Let me give it some bail because I was I'm super hard. I was super hard on it. As though even though we both have low expectations for Cowboy Bebop, the moment we see a trailer, it could change everything. It could. And I really want to. That's why I say like I'm not excited for a trailer. I'm more fearful for one. Yeah. But it all depends on when that trailer hits. That's whenever. You know, I'm not saying you know, but like whenever you, people saw the Sonic trailer, it was like they knew that's not huh. what they wanted to see. And but I will say this: I applaud the Sonic director because he said that the film is too good for people to, to for people to not go see it because of how he looks. Mm-hmm. I will take it. We thought that we wanted to make it more human, but I, we didn't realize that the fans really love this character and expect this character to look a certain way. This so is his I'm first live sorry. adaptation. I'm sorry to all of you. We're changing him. We're going to push the film back a month, a couple months, but when you see how he looks, he will look more like the video game. And I and you can you can applaud that because not many creators in Hollywood who work for these big companies listen to the fan bases. You're right. And that's that to me. That's big. That a lot of shit is just cash grab. It's like, oh, you want this cash grab? That's why people yep. like the Pokemon movie because they and were sitting there. It was like people who had their heart invested in the series and the franchise were involved. It, it was like no 
maybe some of the actors weren't the biggest Pokemon fans, but everybody behind the scenes was like a big Pokemon fan. No, 100%. that's why whenever you see somebody adapting something that's classic and something as beloved as Cowboy Bebop, something like Akira, you want it to be by people who know what the fuck they're doing, who know the source material, and just the fact that uh, the director is, has dived into the, the manga and not just the anime movie, which is a classic, and he pays respects to the anime movie and be like, that's a classic. I, yeah. I am aware of that. I'm a big fan of it, but not only am I a fan of that, I'm a fan of the manga. I've read all of them, and I'm, I've done deep research <laughs> extensively no. into this so and I like, can make look, this movie the best. It this be. is how his city, like, this is how he made his cities look like... He and he did, has potential to do it. Like he did, like he made Thor look really good, and he did a very fresh take on Thor. And like I'm really pumped to see because at first they were thinking about doing Jordan Peele, and as great as a director as Jordan Peele is, I don't want to see Jordan Peele as Akira because I feel Jordan Peele would not have stayed. Jordan Peele's not the type of dude to follow the source material all the way through. 100%, yeah. Like he's like, oh, okay, this idea of Akira is cool. Let me make it to where it's like. A new Titan, and we don't need that. Jordan Peele, you just gotta give him his own because he's yeah. he's a genius. He doesn't need to like adapt something. He needs to because he a lot of shit he does is original, and it's just it's, it's better that way. The shit his mind comes out with, I would rather him come out with his own shit just because. Yep. Him working, dabbling in other shit is taken away from his main project. There's certain directors and creators that that, and there's nothing wrong with being a, a good director and creator who adapts things. That's beautiful. But we need people like exactly, that. but there's only there's some that can only do original content. Jordan Peele, Quentin Tarantino, mm -hmm. uh, even though Christopher Nolan did Batman, his Batman wasn't comic book like. And see, to the maybe team. maybe in the future Jordan Peele could do it, but his his catalog isn't as expensive. It's not really extensive. Right now. Like when you look at directors like. Uh, like a lot of these directors out here because they a lot of the big name ones that work on a lot of the uh, the superhero movies and a lot of the comedy movies it's the same names you hear yeah. a lot a lot a lot uh, whenever he gets that ex I think he just has like two or three movies out get right out now. in us that's it that's, it's just two and he to me I need to see him do a blockbuster or something that because all of his movies are low budget and it's different when you get a big budget and, and have to make a movie both of his movies are really good they're classics but they do have a certain that Five. you can't go from both of those to, to doing Akira, Akira. Yep. you have to build a little bit more and I don't even mind if his next few movies are in the same style as his first two yeah me neither uh, but he just needs to keep working like not saying I'm, I'm saying that like I'm trying I'm not trying to no, like yeah, no, like, no, no. But he, I'm just he's saying, great. but I agree with you. I'd I rather because you know what the Thor director can do. Bring, yeah. You know what this guy, his his um catalog is, is extensive. extensive, and yeah. it, it fits Akira more. One hundred percent, I agree with you. So look, next up, you guys, we got a list of new anime coming to Netflix for the summer with the exact dates to go with that. So we got Anohana coming June first. We got March comes in like a lion, June first. We got Angel Beats, June first. A Silent Voice, June fifth. Kakaguri or Kakaguri season two coming June thirteenth. Shout out to our girl Art Dealer. We know that's a big one for you. We got Neon Genesis Evangelion coming June twenty first. That's the one I'm the most excited for. And then we got Forest Piano season two coming June twenty first. Uh, out of all these, Chris, do any of these excite you? Um. Neon Genesis. Me and too. um I, I feel like I've seen Angel Beat somewhere, but it's probably just on like a, a page of a magazine when I was growing up. I will definitely be checking out Kakaguri to get into season two before uh once it gets around that time. I don't think I've seen season one. No, me neither. I gotta watch that's what I'm saying, I gotta watch season one. But the thing that I'm excited for the most out of this is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh yeah, of course. Finally having it in one place and watching it through as a twenty five year old male. I love watching the classics 
in a different light than I did when I was younger. So be on the lookout for that. Also, Funimation confirmed with uh, Anime News Network on uh, last week that four more anime films are coming to the streaming for the first time on Funimation Now. All four films are available both with an English dub and sub. The newly added films are Ghost in the Shell, the new movie, Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence, Psychopaths, Steins Gate, the movie, Lord Region of Deja Vu. I know you would be excited for that, Chris, just getting more stuff to your Funimation catalog and having some Ghost in the Shell content. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, but... Uh, are you mad on it? I, I just got to say, I love Funimation. Y'all are like my favorite. I, I always tell people my dream is to work with Funimation one day, whether it be like a sponsorship, partnership, whatever kind of thing. But... Man, y'all gotta fix y'all PS4 app, bro. Mm. That shit be fucking laggy, That's man. That's why I'd be on the VRV. Bro, it be it been killing me lately because on my phone, A1, Gucci Bandana. But the the uh, computers, PS- A1. But on the PS4, nine times out of ten, one, let me not say nine times out of ten, seven out of times out of ten is good, but sometimes it'll just like stop and it'll get super laggy. Mm. I'll like restart my PlayStation 4, my Wi Fi will be going 100%, like. Making Strong. you think stuff stuff wrong with yeah, I'm saying like, what the, the fuck app. is going on? But it's just the app. I, I, you're throwing YouTube on PS4 to start working. You're throwing Netflix, Hulu, and it's not all the time, but it happens more often than I would like it to. Like, I, it makes it hard to binge One Piece because I gotta keep stopping in the middle of episodes and then go to something else because I don't want to go to Hulu to watch One Piece or wherever else. I like I watch it on uh, Funimation. Yeah, because that's I feel you. There's certain things that I watch on VRV exclusively because like I have it in order and like mm-hmm. you don't want to switch that up. I feel you on that. Next up, we got Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin will be another new addition to Toonami's lineup beginning in July as the Toonami pre-flight panel at Momocom has uh, revealed that the Mobile Suit Gundam uh, the origin will premiere July twenty uh, July sixth. The TV anime is the adaptation of the twenty third volume manga of the same name, which was published in the Gundam Ace manga magazine beginning in two thousand and one. Chris, does it excite you that uh, Gundam the origin is coming to Toonami? Not too much. I'm I'm excited that Gundam's getting um, reintroduced to a new generation. I'm pretty sure a bunch of kids that are watching Toonami now for like Promise Neverland and Hunter Hunter Never and whatever's really on it. Yeah, especially the OG uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, but I feel like it would have been well, better. No, this isn't this isn't this isn't the one that we grew. This is no, that's origin. what I'm saying. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I, I feel like uh, it's it's similar to it because okay. it has some of the same characters. But what I'm saying is, I wish they would put that one on so they can get introduced to Mobile Suit Gundam, mm. like with with Hiro and uh, yeah. all the all the all my favorite characters. But this one, I think the main character in the origins is the guy, uh, the villain, I believe. Char, yeah. uh, the dude with the mask on. I had and to look see, up his name, but Char that's pretty cool because Anza Nable. Okay, so what if they do this? What if they do this first and then give us the classic so the kids can watch it in order? That would be perfect too. That that would be good. Like I feel like they, that's one of my biggest complaints about Gundam is if you don't if you're not a fan who really dives in, you don't know which order to watch anything in. And they already played, if I'm not mistaken, they played Orphans. They played and, um, and Orphans has nothing to, that's like something new. But they played that just uh on Toonami, I yeah. think like last year, the year before that. I think it ended last year. They Toonami has always showed love to Mecca, whether it be Gundam or Garin Lagan or I feel like they had a couple other uh, yeah, the, the big O. That was the, I wish they would bring the big O back to Toonami. Man. Like they need to like they need to bring something like the big O back. Get, I mean they brought Lupin back, they brought Lupin the third. So like bring that classic back. Show show some love to Roger Smith. But if you have anything else on Gundam, if not, we'll keep it pushing. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to say, okay. not too hype for because I don't really like that guy, the uh, the villain, the little dude with the mask. Yeah, he's always just like he got on my nerves. But I wish I might have my my OG cast in there. You and know he had him in had him in peril. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jump Force the first DLC is out now with Kaiba, Bisky, and All Might. There's trailers for all of them, but since it's out, Krista has played 
Crystal, what's your thoughts on the new characters? First of all, I'm so glad we didn't get Kaiba, then All Might, then Bisky. I'd have been pissed that's how off. They, that's how they made it sound at first. That's what I thought. That's what I was like assuming. It's, it, it, they did make it sound very much like that. But I'm glad we got at least three at once. We got uh, They were separate downloads, but you know I ordered the pre-order or whatever, so we got it for free. But I'm thinking, sitting there, because I don't know if you didn't get the pre-order, like the three yeah. days early, uh, they came with the character pass. Are they gonna have to buy these characters individually? Like they don't come in a pack. You have to buy like one ninety nine yeah. or four ninety nine even. Cause I'm about to say if, if it's like a one ninety nine per character kind of thing, all right. But if it's like four ninety nine per character, I would feel very, very uh, upset. Upset. But at least we don't have to deal with that because we got the character pass. Yeah, we got the character pass. But I'm just thinking about it as like a how they're putting it out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because. No. I'm, I'm glad that they put them all together no, instead of making them stretch, but still, so they could have put play. them in one pack. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you. But I, at the end I of didn't day, get a chance to play them yet. How they play? Uh, I like All Might. I like Bisky. I even like Kaiba. Kaiba's just my least favorite out of the three. Okay. But um, that's not to like say he's a trash character to play as, because he's, he's dope to play as compared to Yugi, but just compared to everybody else, he's not like high tier. But I feel like uh, Bisky and All Might are upper tier. 100%. I, I'll say from the trailers, it's... As much as we were hating on Bisky, it looks like she fits. And I was surprised because I, I, I'm not saying I was forced to play as her, but I played with a team with all the three new ones. Yeah, just to see how it was. And I switched to her. I was like, might as well play with her for a second. And I was like going hard and like her, her she just moves well. Her, uh, her attack, uh, her special attacks are just, they fit. And it was just, it was fun to play. I, th- I thought she was not going to be fun at all. To now, play do as. you think we are getting DLCs by the month? Like, because those characters that were leaked in the, uh, in the um other the other like data mine when they were saying we were getting Madara and Bakugo and all those characters, do you think that's coming out? For, Wait, I think it was just was it, who else was it? It was, it was Madara, Madara, Bakugo, Grimjow. Oh was, yeah, the Bleach that, characters. That, yeah, and was Kid Boo. Yeah, Kid Boo Law. Oh, Law, Law was gonna be in this year. Yeah, that's what they said. That's it, 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 with the list of Kaiba when everybody had okay, the well, yeah, yeah. stuff. It the, the it was a big list. I forgot of, I forgot the list of who who had already got announced. Yes, do you think we're getting those? Because there's a new announcement of well, oh, yeah, of according course. to a data miner, it's rumored right now that Krillin, uh, Yurakaka, Frankie, Coyote Stark, Orochimaru, Koro Sensei, and Saito Hajime from Rurouni Kitchen will be available come DLC 2020. Now, do you I, or do you think that's the next DLC we get, or do you think that's just season two's DLC? It, it would make sense for them to like later on in the year, or like even at the end of the summer, or like the fall, uh, drop the Madara, Grimjow, Kibu, yeah. Bakugo, those guys, and like throughout the year they could do like maybe two more packs of DLC uh, of drops of three, or maybe they could you know do one more big pack or whatever. But they could stretch that out for the rest of the year. And in 2020, I do see it being very uh, likely that we get, you know, Orochimaru See, because look, this is the list that when, when we got the same rumor last time, it was Saito Kaiba, uh, Hitsugaru Toshiro from Bleach, Grimjow from Bleach, All Might, Bakugo, Bisky, Boo, Madara, and, and uh, Law, Trafalgar D. Law. So if they're doing it three every so often, I feel like we'll have this one finished by 2019, and then come 2020, we'll have the new list. Exactly. It's That's... interesting, though, out of the, the list of people that named, how do you feel about Krillin, uh, you, Yurakaka, Frankie, Coyote Stark, Orochimaru, Koro Sensei, and Saito? Um, I love the fact that they added Arabica, uh Me too. Uh, I'm, we need more female representation. Bisky, uh, I, as much as I shit it on her, was a fun character. That's just because we would... And that, just how fun she is, that makes me think, man, just imagine how cool Pedo would have been. Yeah, exactly. But 
I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think uh, Biscuit would fit, but she fit uh, very well. And I know where Rara is gonna fit yeah, as well, but we just need more females in the game. And she's honestly one of my favorite characters, just because she reminds me of like Hinata or like something else, except with more a potential. Dope, yeah, because to me, she has such she has a lot of potential to do a lot in this. Yeah, in this she's series. not just a damsel in distress. She's like, uh, one of my favorites as far as, and I guess she's she's written to be that way because a lot of the girls are just mid, like the the Oxcord girl and. But he, but I'll say this. Hirokoshi does a good job of not making any of his females damsels in distresses. Exactly. Whereas Naruto, there, like, Eno's a damsel in distress. Sakura is a damsel in distress. And the thing like, is, they have, like, in My Hero, they have upper tier characters, mid tier yep. characters, and, and then they have just. And it's men and female in all those ranks, like. Every single rank. But the thing is, there's more guys in the lower rank that don't do shit. Yeah, than there are females. All the girls in the don't do shit rank, they stand out more than the guys in the don't do shit the rank. The only one that's the only one that is in the don't do shit rank that I'd say is the invisible girl. Her and yeah, Acid. she's the only one. Her and got, the Acid girl. Those are like the shit. two. But I, I put Hero, and she's useful because she can listen to things. She has like a lot of uses we've seen, and mm-hmm. she's maybe not in combat. But in and you've seen to find her have villains. her own little little arcs or little yep. episodes where shit went on with her. She's not just like a stale, useless character. Exactly. And like Sakura was a useless character. Naruto, no matter how you want to look at it, in the long scheme of things, yeah, she didn't have I, as and, much. And don't come at us for like, oh, she trained with Tsunade because like even after she trained with Tsunade, Naruto was goddamn almost a fucking thousand episodes. Yeah. And we got everybody. We've gotten more side characters like Shikamaru and all these other characters. We got them more fleshed out than, Sa- than, than Sakura. Sakura. Like yeah. Sakura's main main cast, and we're getting more yeah. like guy sensei shit, and we're getting more all kind of other shit compared to like the thing is with the, my hero characters, they don't do that at all. At all, I love that. I'm glad Araraka's gonna be in uh, Jump Force. She's like a great addition, but honestly, I want to see even more because my hero, you could put just as many characters as Dragon Ball I Z. Agree. You gonna add Krillin? I, Give yeah, us Todoroki, okay, goddamn. Wait. I'm upset with Krillin. I'm upset with both two. I'm upset with all the Dragon Ball characters that were announced post Trunks. Like w- once we got Goku, Vegeta, Freeze, and Trunks, I was cool. Didn't like Cell. Didn't need Cell. Didn't like Piccolo at all. Didn't like. Kid Boo being announced for a DLC. I could do a Kid Boo, but Krillin in Krill no, like where's Gohan? Where I, is where, where's uh like a fusion? Why Frieza, Cell, and Boo? Why not just Frieza and Boo or just Frieza, new newer age villain? Yeah. Why Frieza, Cell, and Boo? Like and then, I guess because it's an anniversary, you gotta yeah, include them gotta all. Do, but like but I don't know. I'd have just preferred Frieza and Boo. Yeah. Or it, just Frieza even. I wouldn't it, have been mad if I didn't get Boo, but I, I'm mad that I got Krillin, if we're me, getting Krillin. Frankie kind of excites me. I know we wanted Nami and Robin. No, Frankie definitely excites yeah. me, and I'm glad we got Frankie. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm glad we got Law Ex- over Frankie, but I'm glad we're getting Frankie after Law. Same. But goddamn, man, with Nami and Robin, I understand not uh, Nami, but Robin... I had so much hope Hopefully, for Robin. Yeah, because Robin, Robin is a great fighter. You with put her. Boa Hancock in there above Robin. I understand Boa Hancock is supposedly like she's Luffy's a warlock. Lover. She's like stronger. Yeah, but like, no, bro. I'd, her, her, I'd much rather Nami and Robin than she's Boa not Hancock. Not fun to play at. And then I'm sick of Bleach characters. They could cut that shit out. They could uh, get that out of Orochimaru's here. Orochimaru's a dope ad. Like, after Madara. I know we wanted Itachi and Mike God, but I'll give them props. I'm not mad at Orochimaru. No, I mean either. I mean, I'm kind of cool with There's that. There's a lot of them that you could have been like, all right, that's cool, but we wanted something else. But this one was like, hey, all right, cool. I'm, I'm glad Pass. it's not a Boruto character. I'm For cool. sure. Uh, I would have been cool with uh, Momoshiki. Koro Sensei, that's dope. Jump Force. They're yeah. going back to J-Stars. Need that in my you life. You need that. And then Saito, I'm whatever on. Saito, cool. Yeah, it's just whatever. It's like, yeah. But uh, that could have came... 
later. That could have came 2021. They could have gave really us Tanjiro or another Black Clover character. Because see, this anyone. is a lot of characters, right? When we got this big ass list of the original with, with Kaiba. Um, we thought that was it. We thought we were going to get that all at once, and that was going to be the first pack. They're stretching that out all but year. But look, let me say if my they stretch complaint. this shit out all 2020, yep. come on now. That means I think we're going to get Hiei at some point, because they need to. They they would have to. Yeah, and I just feel like they're stretching it out to make it to where we're going to see Force all two. these different Let's packs. get it. Yeah, no on the way. The final story we have this week is Viz Media announced during a panel at Anime Central that it will release the Inuyasha anime on Blu-ray disc this fall. The release will be the first time the anime is released on Blu-ray disc in North America. The 167-episode anime series based on Rumiko Takashi's manga of the same name ran from 2000 to 2004. A 26-episode sequel anime title, Inuyasha, the final act, ran from 2000 to two, 2009 to 2010. Chris, are you excited that you're going to get the release of Inuyasha, the full series, on Blu-ray disc? I know this is something you may buy because I know you're big into collectible DVDs. You know how I feel about Inuyasha, but maybe this will get me into it. I'm one of those guys, man. I I love... This is the era of streaming, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm one of them people that buy shit and put it in the collection, but it all depends on the box art, the cover art, the the how... Like, how they're going to break it down. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on one one box for everything or like am I going to buy that one in the final act separate or what's going on with that but usually if I see it and it's it sells it to me easily like if I look at it and I'm like sold I'll buy it you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying but sometimes I'll be like man I don't need it but to be honest with you I didn't even know Inuyasha wasn't on uh, Blu-ray I've seen it yes. in Best Buy but it must have just been DVDs first time it's on Blu-ray in North America yep I'm gonna have to uh, if it looks good I'm gonna copy cause I'm one of those guys that like I'm copying the damn um not my hero. The Hunter Hunter English dub DVDs because mm. the the box art. Whenever I see, I saw them in Best Buy, I'm like, Fire, I gotta What get the fuck? I yeah. gotta get it. Like I literally in Walmart the other day for Detective Pikachu, they have a whole display of all the Pokemon movies and they're all on sale. So you can go over there and get like uh, the first three Pokemon movies in one little set, uh, like Pokemon the first movie and then Pokemon uh, 2000 and Pokemon three with Entei. Real. You can get all three of those in one little set for like 14 bucks and then you can get all the other movies for $3. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, okay. So I went over there and I hit a quick lick. I was like, shoo, shoo, shoo. Real. I was like, I'm gonna buy, I'm not saying all of them, but I bought the ones that interest me. Like I bought the uh, Rayquaza movie, but it just gotta, like if I see it, it's gotta catch me. So whenever it drops, if it, if it drops in all the stores out here, like Best Buy or wherever I, uh, I'll get a, the DVDs from or the uh, Blu-rays from. It's gotta hit you. Yeah, because I, I see shit on the shelf and I look for specific shit. I look for everything. Like if, if it, I, I'm always looking at shit. Like I'm not one of those characters. I'm not Like you see, the YouTubers who they do YouTube and that backdrop is their whole anime manga collection mm-hmm. and they got like literally every fucking volume of One Piece Japanese and yeah. English they got every fucking Blu-ray and DVD I'm not the kind of guy who's gonna buy the no. complete set of no. every single thing I'm one of those people who I buy I'm- manga for the cover the uh, my favorite covers my favorite series my favorite covers I, uh, you know my favorite DVDs cause yeah. We're in the era of streaming. I could always go stream the manga, stream the. That's anime. my thing. I, I'm a digital collector, and I have everything on my computer, on my iCloud, mm-hmm. and I'll buy the things I buy are like you got to be my favorite, or it's something new that I'm checking out before I get to streaming. Like exactly, it, that's how I rock with it. But I feel you. So for all those who want Inuyasha, you'll be able to buy it. Uh, come this fall. So shout out to you guys. But that's all we have for the news. We got a lot of discussion questions that I'm excited to get into. Thank you guys for sending in questions. If you want to send in a question for us to answer on Anime Talk, either hit Chris up at ChrisSJE on Twitter, hit myself up at Berlin the Don on Twitter, or go to www.broswhothink.com 
scroll all the way down on the home page and put in your first last name in the subject line put in hashtag anime talk and ask your question and we will get to it by the next episode but first question we got is from our guy brad shout out to brad he loves sending in questions and we love answering them what side character do you wish had their own spinoff story or own anime with either their own manga spinoff story or anime who would you pick so we can just go back and forth um I'm thinking about if we uh I don't know which one I want to go with first. We could dive into like the Dragon Ball universe and see because that's I got a few from there. You know what I'm saying? One hundred. Pick your pick your best one from each with each. Like you could list them off, but then pick your best one if you want to describe them. Like what you want to see? Well, in Dragon Ball, I low key. I want to see more Jocko shit. I want to say that's like my number one. Oh real? Just that's because I, I got the the Jocko manga and that was one of my favorite because that was a point in time where I didn't even know a character like. I didn't know Jocko was a thing mm-hmm. until I saw that manga in uh, Barnes & Noble when I was just shopping. And I saw on the little fucking side, it was like Jocko Galactic Patrol. And then it was like Akira Toriyama. And I was like, oh? Yeah. So I grabbed it. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, oh shit, this is new. And I get to the back and there's like Dragon Ball Minus and there's like Boma in the chapters. And I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Just maybe if I would have got it announced to me first and then like seen a lot of shit, I would probably been mad on it. But just getting it surprised and like... So you want more of it? No, I, I do. I, I want more. I wish he would have his own little side anime of his own little adventures because that would okay. be some funny little comedy shit. Or like uh, different universes. Like Ooh, I want to see yeah. a spinoff of like what Saiyan Life is on Kaba's planet. Okay. Or like even what the shit that's going on with the Pride Troopers on fucking Jiren's planet. Yeah, I that's what I was about to say. I, I'd like a universe 11 Jiren or whatever universe Jiren is. I think it's 11. I'd like to see the Pride a Pride Trooper series if we're talking from uh, Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball universe. And then there's freaking anime. There's uh, universes we've never seen yet. We could, we could do so much in different universes. I, I would love to get a spinoff of like any other universe so you get it's like a multiverse kind of Dragon no, Ball. I feel you. To to expand and make it bigger, make it to like how we always wanted Dragon Ball, not just this linear story about Goku every time. Exactly. Expand it's it's on such your a characters. big world, bro. You could do so much. You've brought so many characters That's my into play. Biggest complaint with Dragon Ball. It's like you introduce all these new amazing characters, but yet they only serve as plot devices to make Goku strong. And see, Dragon Ball is a classic anime but that's a lot of complaints people have with the whole the series in general it's not really you built a big world only to make Goku the center of it with every single thing not only is he saving the world now he's saving the universe now he's saving all the universes universes, like he's doing every single thing and it's like now you built all this now you could kind of take the focus off of Goku and not not have it be the Goku and Vegeta show focusing on Goku Goku and friends that's what I would I would love to see that my character I go with I'm taking it to the One Piece world I want to see a Sabo spinoff where we learn all of his adventures with the Revolutionary Army. That would give us a different side of it. We can learn about Dragon. We can learn about the Revolutionary Army. We can learn about the government corruption with the Celestial Dragons. It just gives you a different story. Like, we learn about the pirates, but let's see about the Revolutionary Army and learn more. Because we see the government from the Marines through the perspective of the pirates, but how does the government affect the world and why is there a need for a revolutionary army and Sabo's the perfect character Luffy's brother he's strong you can go into all of that I would love to see that and One Piece's world is so big that you could literally expand on many different parts of it and have many different you could do a Doflamingo like I would love to see like maybe not an anime for him but just a Doflamingo manga that would be dope like even if you get like something like a a Jocko type side story Mm -hmm. manga spinoff like one shot volume or maybe even two or three volumes like a maybe even like a My Hero Vigilantes kind of spinoff kind of thing yeah you could do a lot with One Piece no and I think in terms of anime I think Sabo could be animated though I think he's big enough to where 
he could carry a, a, a show. Yeah, Sabo, I didn't really understand how big Sabo was until like his, I, like the internet, his fan base is present. Like, I, I know, I, I like Sabo more than Ace. Damn, more than Ace. And I fuck with Ace. Now, see, I'm, gonna have to, I'm just going to have to get there. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, you go, when you get there, you go. I seen the childhood shit. Yep. But who, who else you got? I would want to see a Death Note spin off of like what Ryuk is doing now. Ooh, okay. I want to see the Death Note fell into anybody else's hands. The I feel like that's light. Bro, that like light Yagami, the story was so incredible. And I wouldn't want them to force something where it doesn't fit. But I feel like you could make you could take so many different directions uh, with that and make it like the same kind of story because Nia's yep. still alive. L is not alive. Uh, there's a lot of um, different pieces in play that could make a make for a whole nother story, depending on if you like keep Ryu, keep a couple, maybe shine light on a couple other uh, Shinigami. That world was just so like the Shinigami world was incredible, and just having that that writing, it was just uh, I miss that that feeling you know what I'm saying you don't get that too often Promise Neverland kind of made me feel the same way as far as uh, suspense and you know mystery yeah but that has me like once we got to the end of the season season one of Promise Neverland it has me like fiending for more of that kind of energy no I'm with you I'm thinking okay so let I want Naruto let's go get a spinoff of either Shikamaru's crew or just like a uh like, uh, just pick, like, one of the ninja from the other crew, and we focus on them. My main one it would be Shikamaru, because I think that he has a story that's compelling enough, and it would be interesting enough, and it'd be different, because he's not necessarily the strongest, but he's smart, and it'd be a very interesting series. Yeah, he's, like, my personal favorite character from Naruto. A lot of people go with, like, Neji, or, like, something mainstream, like Hitachi, or something like that, but I'm, like, Shikamaru's always been my number one. Like, I've shouted out Shikamaru in more raps than I've probably said, like, Goku's name. Like, Shikamaru, he's... Something about him, like, when I first saw him, he stuck with me. Not only is he, like, super smart or whatever, but he reminded me of me because he's, like, so he got a lot of potential, but he's just fucking lazy and doesn't feel like doing shit. Everything's fucking a drag and a, a hassle for him. And it's just it's just a, a fun kind of character. Like, I would love to see a spinoff, like, uh, centered around Shikamaru. He's a great character. Anybody else you got? Uh, that's pretty much that was my main too like I wanted to see like the Dragon Ball spinoffs the Death Note spinoffs but I was thinking about it hard like last night I was like man I wonder who else I'd want to see do a spinoff I was like would I want to see any Naruto spinoffs I I didn't even think about Shikamaru but like Naruto I feel like Boruto is its spinoff and they're not doing that good enough yeah no I feel you on that I feel Um, like we got the main meat of the story that we needed for Naruto I feel like anything else from Naruto will be forced unless it's like something something really good no I feel you on that they're Uh, GTing the fuck out of Naruto let me see let me see anybody else I got side characters ooh I got one from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood I would love to see Roy Mustang's uh, pre huh like how he got to where he was that would be hard with him and uh, Hawkeye doing all their crazy missions together like now, I'd see, love to see that that just made me think about uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and I was thinking about Hunter Hunter too like I was sitting see, there like if, that was my ne- I had two more like last night I was thinking about Hunter Hunter but like you just made me think about uh, Yu Yu Hakusho like what if we get like a a Taguro and Genkai's old missions That'd and shit because they used to be running around together. And, and that doesn't even have to be an anime. Make that a manga. I would read that. That would be a dope one shot because Tagashi. shit out of You it. know, Tagashi doesn't have it in, in him to create a whole anime. And, and even if Tagashi didn't make it, just. And with Hunter Hunter, Hisoka. Give me the Hisoka story. I was thinking about that as well. But man, I would, like if, if Hunter Hunter, I would want like either a Hisoka backstory or like a Phantom Troop backstory. So either or. Like how the how the whole Phantom Troop got started. I want to see the Curta Clan shit happen. Yeah. I want to see like a lot of crazy shit from like that world is so extensive that you could get like a you could have a whole spin-off series with each arc. 
No, I'm with you on that. Thank you, Brad, for the question. Next question we have is from Rachel. Rachel asks, how has anime impacted your life? I love this question because, to me, anime has impacted my life so much. It, As a child, I'd say anime taught me valuable lessons. That's how anime has impacted my life. It, it taught me to believe in myself. It taught me how to, to, if you work, you achieve your goals. Yes, my parents and my dad, you know, told me that... You could, if you do those things, it's it's possible, you know. But anime is what showed me, like, okay, this is dope. We can really do this, and not and not to discredit, not saying that my my parents didn't do that, because of course my parents raised me, and all their lessons are great. But you need something else to hear from besides your parents. Exactly. How has anime impacted your life? Uh, I feel like anime's had a big impact on my life just from like being a kid. I've always like worn my fandom on my sleeves. So uh, I feel like anime is how not only has it taught me because that's I, I agree with you 100 percent in what you were saying, too. But um, because like literally like anime and manga, too, because I was reading manga at an early age that taught me a lot of life lessons that I didn't know I was learning from manga until afterwards because I didn't learn a lot of things from real life. My mom sheltered me. My mom taught me a lot of shit, but she's like your typical like older black mom. Yeah. She's like going to teach you the same shit you know you know everybody gets taught you know what i'm saying but a lot of the things a lot of lessons you gotta learn in life or from someone else i never had a dad growing up either so i learned a lot of uh extra shit from uh shonen but uh what i was gonna say is it's impacted my life in a different way also in like just the relationships i've built like yeah. i've made a lot of friends off Through of anime. anime yeah i remember being at slcc uh i didn't know how impactful this was because because like there's closet and like before 2000 maybe 15 16 i don't know the exact time when maybe it was whenever like dragon ball super got announced and uh one punch man was like uh getting announced and yeah. coming out and making everybody die back in the anime but anime hadn't been uh, mainstream in a long time so a lot of anime fans these days are like closet anime fans you know what i'm saying they're like a lot of people will watch anime but nobody will just talk about it mm -hmm. and in like 2012 11 I don't remember when I was going to SLCC but when I was going there I remember me and my dog I was going with my son Duffy and a couple other my, my close personal friends and we grew up together so we knew each other from wherever, wherever however we met mm -hmm. but we knew each other personally so we knew we loved like Dragon Ball Yu-Gi-Oh like we, we've showed each other our cards and shit like that so we're just at SLCC outside in the like Fourier area just talking about like Dragon Ball Z or some shit like that and people are like yo Yo, talk about Dragon Ball Z over there? Motherfuckers yeah. come out of nowhere. We've never met like big, huge, tall, white dudes, young, like hood street dudes. Yep. And we just had like a a, a a little group that we made. And yes, that was our like hangout group at, like, at SLCC for like two semesters. We were all like cool. We linked in. We would hang out outside of work. And it was like the weirdest, strangest group of people because we would have never met each other unless we were outside, unless somebody would have heard us talking about Dragon Ball. Like if you wouldn't have heard, heard me talking about Dragon Ball with my friends, you'd have never walked up on me. I'd have never met a lot of people. And all I'm saying is people really connect over this shit, mm -hmm. especially before it was as mainstream as it is now because it was like, oh, you fuck with that? I fuck with that. I didn't think anybody else did. That's why I like to wear it on my sleeve because you yeah. never know. Like I literally went to Popeye's the other day uh, with uh, I got a Digimon necklace and it's a Digicrest. It's just a Digicrest and a little Digicrest holder. No picture of a Digimon or nothing like that. Uh, it's just a symbol of like uh, resilience from the Digicrest. And a dude looked at it. He was like, the dude that was working at Popeye's, like behind the counter, he was like, hey, is that Digimon on your, like, is that Digimon on your necklace? He's like, that's what's up, bro. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I do it for people who catch that. Like, I do it for really me, but no, I'm glad, like, I, a lot of people I catch agree. it. I think we both had good points. And 
me with the morality, but you with bringing people together because I've made so many friends due to anime. Anime connects people, and I'm with you. I wear it on my sleeve. Like, it's like, I'm like, people have the stigma of anime, but like, no, bro. Every more people watch it than you suspect. Don't be closet with it. it, it it's be proud that you watch anime because mm-hmm. it's great content. And I always, always say when I have kids, I might not show my kids normal cartoons. I might show my kids anime to teach them lessons and stuff. And it, to me, it's it's not, whereas cartoons in America have a stigma of, oh, it's childish. Mm-hmm. Anime is timeless and ageless. It, it, it Anybody can watch anime and get something from it mm-hmm. at any times in their life. And that's what I... That's why I think it's impacted me. I love it. And see, to me and you, we're knee deep into the culture and we're knee deep into the fandom. So to us, we're seeing anime get more mainstream now. So to us, it seems more regular. But to some people still out on the outside of the the spectrum, some people have never watched any anime. They've heard of Dragon Ball Z. They've heard of Pokemon, but they've never watched a single episode. Mm -hmm. Like my bro, Doom, like he was asking me the other day for anime recommendations because he was like, look, bro, it's getting to the point where he's like, I used to think niggas watch anime was weird. Like niggas would be on that weird shit. Everybody who I knew watched anime was some weird niggas. And he was like, you put me on Death Note a while back and that turned into one of his favorite shows. He watched uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and he thought that was cool. He liked Yu Yu Hakusho, but he didn't fuck with Dragon Ball, none of the other shit. Death Note caught him and I was like he was asking me for recommendations because he was like I think I'm about to start My Hero because he was like every nigga who I've ever worked with in the past like 10 years has been like you need to watch My, My Hero. Hero and he was like from from women to like men to like different age groups different races he was like okay I gotta see what the hype is about with this yep. anime shit because I used to think it was for weird people but now he's getting on to it because people are wearing it on their sleeve like no you gotta check this shit out and now he, he just finished like this dude finished Promise Neverland in one day see that's that's why because it's, it's- Cart that just because something's animated doesn't take away its value. It to me, my favorite medium as I've grown older has become animation, and it's crazy because I feel you, with live action and with those types of stories, you're limited in what you can do. But with animation, as long as you have the budget and can get someone who can mm-hmm. make draw it, the the limits are endless. Mm-hmm. There's and no limits. It's it's infinite. You can I do always whatever. say that. You you can't like you can't put barricades on anime because there's certain things you can do in animation that you can't get away with in live action. Period. Yep. And the reason why a lot of people like anime over not saying over American cartoons, but the reason why anime is so prevalent in America is because it's a specific art style. Like you can't get that art style in live action you can't the reason why we come to this animation is because of the art style because of the beauty of it you can't get Kometsu no Yaiba art like no. animation in just anything yeah, you know no, what I'm saying I'm with you. thank you Rachel super dope question the next one we have is from Luke if you can give an anime an extra season what anime would it be but the catch is you have to take one away from a popular anime, not something nobody ever heard of, a popular anime. <laughs> this is going to be easy because I got my, my popular anime. I'm, I'm, All I'm, right. Which one you giving a season to which one you take and which you taking away from? All right. I'm giving a new season of Soul Eater because we desperately need it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Desperately need more Soul Eater. I don't, I don't know why the fuck. We don't have it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's annoying. I, I wish they wouldn't have wrapped it up then and just like. And instead of waiting for a new for more manga to come out to kind of wrap it up but uh what you taking away from Sword Art Online Ooh. I don't need or, so what's the new series Sword Art Gun Gun something okay I'll I take away from either one of them I'll take away that whole series alright well, I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it harder for you take away from an anime you, we we like that's popular I'll say Fairy Tale cause I okay. fuck with Fairy Tale alright I'll not, accept that I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not like watching I'm, I'm not watching Fairy Tale to the end I watched like the first few seasons I enjoyed it but I'm like kinda full on Fairy Tale but no, I like it I feel you I'll I'm, take away from Fairy Tale I'm adding a season of Gangsta 
Ah. I'm adding a season to Gangsta, and I'm taking away a season from Dragon Ball Z. Z? Or, 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 or Super. Super. So you're taking away the Tournament of Power. No. You guys, what's, what season are you taking away from Dragon Ball, the whole spectrum? Okay, uh, let me look at the season so I can... You can't get rid of the Cell Saga because goddamn... Hold on, I'm going to tell you. Give me a... Uh, Gohan... Is okay. So, are they considering the tournament of power and everything a season? Yes, yeah, a whole season. That's, that's one power. season. Okay, so is can I take away the? Uh, I was I was really gonna take away copy Vegeta and. Uh, but see, that's just a little small arc. Okay, so we that have, okay. that's kind of the um that's kind of in the other tournament arc. All right, so then look, I'm taking away from One Piece. I'm taking away Thriller Bark. I don't give a damn. Yeah. I'm taking away Thriller Bark, and you can fucking... I like Thriller Bark, but a lot of people in the anime community say Thriller Bark is the trashest. It's useless. Like, I get we introduced Brooke. Give me Brooke and some some other, like, just bring him in another season, or you can just add him in the clip. backstory is what sold Brooke. Like, it wasn't his introduction. It was just, like, backstory. To me, the only thing useful about Thriller Bark is Kuma and all of that. I mean, I know, and you meet Oars and everything, but... I'm taking away Thriller Bark and I'm adding another season to uh, to Gangsta. Getting so, rid of it. Yeah, no, it's gone. But that that thank you for your question, Luke. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. The next one is from Tommy. If you could cross over an anime with a Western cartoon for either a manga run or a side anime or cartoon, which would you cross over? I thought about this a long time too last night. Like I was just thinking and thinking. I was like, damn. I was like drawing buku blanks because most of the every time I thought of one, I was like, ooh, ooh, and I was like, oh wait, that's anime and anime. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I would love to see a lot of anime crossovers. Like I would love to see like a, a a bunch of like different studios in Japan collab that you would never fucking think collab. Like Shonen Jump is exclusive, but other than like with American content, like I was thinking about a lot yeah. of shit, and I was like, a lot of shit would be cool, but what would really fit? And the main one, I the only one I could really think of that was I would really want to see and I'd like put uh, stock into is um, not saying the Marvel Universe, but like X-Men specifically. Okay. Or maybe even extend the Marvel Universe a little bit past X-Men, but have to focus on X-Men and My Hero. That okay. would be the perfect thing. Like if you like, if it's in like My Hero's art style, it's like a My Hero spinoff, like a Vigilantes kind of thing, but it's like a one-shot manga or a quick movie special kind of deal where it's like they collab with... Uh, Marvel and Marvel just give them the rights to X-Men to where they could be like build a store inside of the My Hero universe and dimension shit and have like the X-Men have like a, a child who can like okay uh, shift dimensions and like not be able to control it and then we get him to the My Hero uh My Hero fucking world and you see the X-Men kind of collaborating nice. in the My Hero world for a little bit. I like That'd yours. Be cool. Yours is similar to mine. Mine is I'm taking Young Justice, the DC series, and basically it's a better version of Teen Titans, and I'm fusing the Young Justice with my hero, and we're gonna get there through Cyborg's Boom Tube opens a dimension to to the uh to the My Hero universe, and those and then and Deku's like, what's this? And then they walk through, and the heroes are like, Ooh. we got this going on, and then the villains meet up, and then we got a the Young Justice team has to mass partner with the My Hero kids, and That'll then you see crazy All Might shit. and Superman come together and like all kind of cool shit. That's yeah, a, I, I thought about that one too because when I was thinking about my hero and all the hero um, world you could mix it with I was thinking like either you know X-Men specifically mm-hmm. or like DC but I was thinking like Teen Titans it's, but I was like Teen Titans see, isn't enough that's why I chose Young Justice because it's Teen Titans but it's bigger and it's like it's better it like Young Justice is serious and you have not only the you have all the Robins in it you have uh, Young Aqualad you got Superboy you have 
so many like kids. In Everything it I've like, seen from uh, Young Justice looks super no, fucking if dope. If you like Teen Titans, then Young Justice is Teen Titans times ten. Young Justice kind of reminds me of Batman Beyond as far as just like a badass yep. kid version or teen version of like. But see, I got some hero. more. I'm oh, taking, what else you got? I want to bring Samurai Jack into Samurai Shampoo. Ooh, yep. that would be fucking crazy. Just let him be like Jack's out of the Aku Pass. He's in uh, his feudal Japan, and then somehow it just they they meet up That'll along the fire. way, and they and Jack has to battle uh, Mugen. That would be dope, but I don't know which one I'd rather see more. Uh, Samurai Jack and the Samurai Shampoo art style or the Samurai Shampoo characters and the Samurai Jack art style both would be fire because either way would be fucking fire I don't know which one I want to see more they would both be epic like if yep. Samurai Jack walks out of his his animation and gets into their animation or if he walks out and he meets them in the Samurai Jack animation that would be legendary like also that would be some fire shit I wouldn't even think of that one okay I got a cool one and it kind of works because it, you just gotta you just gotta rock with it it's just it's weird but like it would be crazy if they were able to get this off Somehow pairing Avatar with either One Piece or Naruto. Here's how I do it with One Piece. Avatar the Last Airbender? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, with One Piece or Naruto? With One Piece or Naruto. Look. So Luffy and the gang are on the Grand Line. They're getting to the end of the Grand Line. And you know how Wano's feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. They get to these like big sets of islands that are the Avatar's world or whatever. And it just comes to find out that, oh, the Avatar has been thinking bending is this, but the it might be devil fruits and it could, it could be all these different things. You fuse that or you bring it to the Naruto world and the land that hasn't been discovered is the Avatar world and we see the bending fight with the ninjutsu and all that. That, I would be more hyped to see the Naruto and Avatar than the, uh, cause that would be dope. Yeah, I think the Naruto one was the one that I came up with first and that those I liked Those worlds more. would blend. Like, those worlds would blend a lot. Like, I feel like jutsu and the bending, that would be, that would be raw That'd be see. crazy. That's what I'm saying. That would be amazing. Then the animations kind of blend in a little. You could blend those animations very well, too. I tried to think of something to do Clone Wars with the Star Wars, but I, I couldn't get anything. Cause nah. that's that's too hard. I was trying to think of like some comedy shit, but I, I was drawing Buku blanks. Yeah, no, like, oh uh, shit. Yeah, man, it, it it would be it'd be crazy. Then I was thinking about you could mix like the the One Punch Man world with like a a, a, a hero world, but being that my, uh, One Punch Man as a parody character, it would take the seriousness out of like Marvel yeah. or DC, whichever universe you mix it with. Ooh, I got be you fun one. To see all the other characters from that universe. I got you one. Do my hero with DC. Do One Punch Man with Marvel. And let One Punch Man team up with Deadpool. Two parody characters. That would be fucking Deadpool hilarious. Deadpool can never die. And that would every be time hilarious. he would one punch him, his shit would explode, but it grow back. That would be hilarious, bro. I got that would be you. the funniest fight of all time. Deadpool, Deadpool really is unbeatable, and he's like a parody character. He is 100% a parody character. That's the only way it would work. And then you have all the other heroes messing with the X-Men. And, and that would like, be hard because I, that's the one thing I've liked. They'd be laughing at Sidemen. They'd be like, what the hell I've loved on? this new uh, season of One Punch Man because you get to see all these new heroes and new villains. and yep. just it's, it's a lot of fun shit with the universe building. Yep, yep, yep. So we hope that answered your question, Tommy. The next one is from Jasmine. She goes, if you could marry an anime character, who would it be and why? Who's your waifu or uh, your waifu or your, uh, I forget the other, uh, husbando or whatever the, these internet terms are. Wait. So if I could marry any anime character, who would it be and why? And like that, basically, who's your waifu or husbando? Mine is already taken, but my waifu is Bulma. Ooh, okay. she's already married to Vegeta. 
But goddamn it, Bulma. She's amazing. She has been my anime crush since I was a kid. First of all, and then second of all, I done had to get my heart broken to see her with Yamcha and Vegeta. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But no, the thing is, she rich, she's smart, she is strong. Like she's like one of the women in anime that I respect as yep. well as, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm attracted to cartoon characters, but no, she baby. is the most attractive to me. No, I as far as like she's one of my top like five most attractive anime characters and like just personalities. Like a lot of the girls get nerfed. Yep. Like, like Boma's personality, she's a strong, independent woman. Yeah, she's like realistic, and she's not only realistic, but she's like, because Chi Chi's strong. Chi Chi's yeah. just the fucking opposite spectrum. Chi Chi's fucking annoying to me. Yeah, me too. I would and Boma could be annoying, but I would put up with Boma because she would be fun attitude, kind of spicy relationship kind of thing. I'm with you. Just to get away from the Dragon Balls universe, because I agree with that pick 100%. I'm gonna go to One Piece. Nami, man, Nami's smart. She uh, she got money. Like I I and I I like Nami, man. I That's wouldn't even think about with. Nami neither. Yep, Nami's the way for like even more so than Robin because Robin it it her personality is cool and like I would but I'd rather be a friend to Robin. Like mm. I would like to be her friend, but Nami. Babe, yeah, for sure. Babe, one hundred percent. Man, I, I wouldn't even think about One Piece. One Piece got a bunch. Yeah, but no, that's that's like the two. The two best ones. Yep. I would say uh, <laughs> Botan from Yu Hakusho because she was just Ooh, she was the best. Yeah, Botan from Yu Hakusho was the fucking best. That's a good. That's a good one. I don't know if I'd pick any of the Naruto women. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I would. I promise you, I'd I pick wouldn't. a My Hero woman before, but they they still young. I'd, I'm waiting until the time skip. Yeah, we, we can't we can't officially make statements yeah, no, like exactly. that. But no, for sure. That's what I'm saying, but I'm not time skip. No, I'm not picking no Naruto women. Naruto. I'm okay on that. They got some cool ones, but they're the only one cool. I pick is Hinata. A lot of Naruto uh, universe women get on my nerves. Like a- Hinata, she got on my nerves because I love her as a character, but she was just too, 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 too. Like, it, 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 I mean, it, it was character uh, plot, plot food or whatever they call it, like character uh, plot service. I don't yeah. know how they call it, but it's like um, she was just there to kind of push Naruto or like hide from Naruto or whatever. Her character device was just to fit into the plot like that. But exactly. I wish she would have been a little bit more. Or a little Houston. bit less shy and a little bit less like, because it was annoying seeing her for that whole time period. Just be like, oh, I love you, Naruto. Yeah, and you're like, bitch, say something. Exactly. Fuck, like, like this nigga is like chasing Sakura. Sakura's like fake confessing her love for Naruto. Everybody in here is, you the only one that's scared just sitting there like, I don't know. It's yeah. like Naruto, bro. Like, come on now. It's, no, I'm with you. What are you scared of? I'm with you. So, thank you for your question, Jasmine. We hope we answered it to the best of our abilities for you. And that's all the questions we have today. Now, let's get into our reviews. So, let me pull up the episodes. We're going to start with One Punch Man and then go into Demon Slayer after. And I know the new episode of One Punch Man came out. Chris will watch it and he'll give us a quick thoughts on it. But we're going to get, we're going to, me and him are going to both talk about the other two before we get into the latest one because I didn't watch the latest one. But he'll still review it for you guys. So, episode 18, we have the monster uprising. The Super Fight Tournament kicks off while Genesis takes on a couple monsters who have appeared in City C elsewhere. A couple of, uh, Countless monsters are wrecking havoc in multiple areas, but the Hero Association is being pulled in different locations. So, Krissa, what'd you think of episode 18, Monster Uprising? I liked it a lot. I like seeing all the monsters start to, like, the whole world get turned into monsters and shit, the monster designs. I'm pretty pleased with every single monster design I've seen, the humans turning into monsters. I've I've loved every single uh, enemy design I've seen so far. Like, even in this... I, I was expecting them to look like crap, but they all look really good. I, yeah, they look decent. And the fighting, the fight scenes, uh, the the 
ones from these from this episode wasn't bad, but it was really the next few episodes that shined to me, or the next two episodes that really yeah. shined to me. But this one was really, really, really good setup. Getting into the meat of uh, One Punch Man, like it's getting a little bit better. Like the the Geno's fight from with uh, earlier with uh, Speed of Sonic or whatever Speed of Sound Sonic. Yeah, he learned um, from it. And not even saying that. I'm saying that was like the worst animated fight I've seen still. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. I, I've was. loved all the animations so far. It's not One Punch Man season one, but goddamn it, it's really they're giving they're trying a lot, and you could tell. It's, I also think in episode eighteen, it was dope seeing the, the sisters, seeing uh, her, the the green Esper come help her, her sister out. Yeah, for and, sure. And that was that was pretty dope. That was hard. I like seeing her her sister come out, and then you you finally got to see the little girl shine. You know what I'm saying? And I think she really shined super hard the next episode too. But like she, she's nothing to be fucked with. No, not at all. And that's the that's the thing. It's it's uh though you realize that those two sisters are some of the strong. Like the uh, Fubuki, she's super strong. But her sister, who's the S class hero, is that's the one. Like she came in, she was like, uh, I don't uh. Tatsumaki, the tornado of terror. She was like, "Yes, yeah, sis. Uh, I don't really need your help. Blizzard mm-hmm. of uh, Blizzard of Hell, Fubuki. Like, uh, you need my help. Get out the way. Mm-hmm. Let me hurry up and take this. Let me hurry up and uh, take this this lady out. Or, or does, does she not? She doesn't take her out in this episode, huh? No, she does. Yeah, she will. Yeah, she does. She she takes her out. That but was some boss ass shit. Bro. This one ends by seeing Siryu fight uh fight that homie who's an A class hero. Uh, what's his name? Oh, she fights uh the biting snake fist uh snack, and he whoops his ass. Yeah, he whooped that dude's ass bad, bro. Yep, we see how strong Siryu is, and that's pretty much. Saitama was one punch man up to this point. He, and he was, was one kick, kick man. man. Yeah. yeah, and that was that was hard seeing him. It was you could tell that what was gonna happen. They no. were building up for the fight, but that was pretty raw. Like I fucked with that episode. Would you rate episode 18 one out of five? Honestly, I'll give it a strong a strong four. I'm with you. I'm gonna give this one a, a solid four. The first four of the season. Yeah, for sure. This is a it's a good four. No, one hundred percent. So let's get to episode nineteen. The S class heroes as the S class fight tournament heads into its grand finale. The class S heroes battle to hold back the tide of monster incursions. Meanwhile, Atomic Samurai is setting his own plan into motion. Krista, what'd you think of episode nineteen? The class S heroes. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is the one. And uh, I see the thumbnail is that big fat motherfucker. That shit yeah. was hilarious when he ate that fucking snake. And it was like, the venom, the venom. And he was like, I don't give a fuck about no venom. This shit tastes good. It's like <laughs> spicy. But uh, this was a dope-ass episode as far as you get to see like some more fighting. Like the, I, That's what I love about these last three episodes. It was fight heavy. And it was very like... It was animated well. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And every episode, you saw new monsters come out. And you saw them show pose like a real threat. Uh, at the same time this tournament's going on and the tournament is already raw in itself yeah, but it's pretty you know what's gonna happen as as it happens you know what I'm saying it was dope to see Atomic Samurai back and I can't wait to see him moving forward in the season mm-hmm. but this episode was mainly Siryu versus Saitama and that whenever it gets to whenever it gets to the Siryu versus Saitama it starts at like halfway through that was like a raw ass fight because in the middle of the fight like Saitama's trying to hold his fucking wig yeah. on and he's like every time he like throws like a kick that's like detrimental it's like oh this this might be the kick he's like oh shit that was almost the one that knocked my wig off <laughs> and he wasn't even like, worried about like the the punches or anything and then you see they discuss what it means to be 
strong and what it means to be a hero and serious like I just want to live life be free and not have to worry about anything inside him was like you can't be strong by doing that being strong means you have responsibilities and everything and this was Sirius first loss inside him I whooped his ass with a booty bump but he did punch him and show him like yo Sirius like you not even getting the full of my strength that was funny when he hit him with like the little the hip booty bump he thrust kind of yeah that was he I shut that boy the fuck down you know what yep. I'm saying and it just showed how similar him and Saitama could have been. Yeah. But that, and it, it, I feel like that's why it built it up for the past couple episodes. It was like, okay, this dude's one punch man. This dude's one kick man. He's not even taking this shit serious. He's doing this shit for fun. He's just to be strong. But it's like, oh, wait, they're, they're not as similar as you think just because one kick and one punch. These, they're actually two completely different. Like, it, it was a, uh, it was really good to see that no matter how similar they were that one difference made yeah. everything it made them completely different like their ideology made them like two opposite sides of the spectrum yep and I like seeing that and one then Garu's like the, the complete other side yeah and he's like a, he's like the other side yep but it was fun seeing Saitama like snap whenever he said the shit he and said about heroes serious, yeah. and you, you see that he was like alright fuck you and you're sitting there like okay this might be a good fight for Saitama yeah. and then I'm like nope Saitama about to end this nigga's yeah, career real quick all he had to say was that stupid ass shit and he had fucked him up it you was know over give him a little hip, hip check but it was really fun to see this and then the next episode well, what would you rate episode 19 real quick 1 through 5 episode 19 1 to 5 I'd give it a um, I'm giving it a 4 3 I'd give it a good 4.5 cause I, I like seeing I, I like the whole dynamic of him too. and Siri. I thought I, to me episode 19 best episode of the season so far for sure. So let's get. I didn't watch episode twenty, but just give quick, quick thoughts, and we'll talk more about it next. I'm gonna spoil it. I'm gonna give like oh, yeah, quick, yeah, quick, yeah, you good. But um, afterwards, you know what I'm saying the announcer congratulates uh Siryu because he won on a technicality. Okay. You know what I'm saying because uh when yes, they knocked they, his hat off, they had a, him, they knew who he was. Yeah. yeah, they had the rule that says um you can't hide yourself. Yeah, you can't you can't have like headgear on because of the uh God of match. Did, yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. But um. After that, I, I'm trying to read and see what had happened. Cause I forget what happened in the beginning, but Saitama like went off, and then the the monster started taking over the fucking event. You know what I'm saying? The tournament, Real. and uh, Siryu's still there, and he's getting his shit fucking go rocked. Ooh, he get he getting whooped, bro. He getting his ass whooped. He's like, damn, bro, I need some fucking help. These monsters are fucking strong. Like these monsters are like doing some. It was not saying it was getting gory, but it was getting uncomfortable to watch him get fucked up that damn. bad. So then the heroes have to come in and save him. And he sees, like, oh, damn. So this is what the heroes do. They're not really pointless. It's not really a, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's not really just an ego-stroking kind of thing. Like, he kind of had to eat his word that he told Saitama. Like, Saitama whooped his ass. And that, that was his first dawn on him. Like, damn. So I might be wrong with the ideology. And this is him seeing it firsthand that, okay, heroes actually do something. And, of course, the, the, the monsters fuck him up. Beyond belief, yeah, it's way crying. I see. And oh, they fucked it. They, his teeth were falling out. But Ooh, then the heroes, the heroes come try to save him, and then he, they whoop the hero's ass. And he's like, like whenever they whooped his ass bad, but then yeah. the heroes came in. And he got that second win in the fight. He was like, damn. So this is what heroes do. So he's fighting alongside the heroes now, and then they start putting up a fight. And then the monsters are like, no, nope, y'all can't ass. do shit. And you see a glimpse of hope, and then it gets shut down real quick. And then. All the heroes are like KO'd. He's the only one that's left. And he's like, damn. Like, he's, you see him, they're really about to kill him. They're yeah. like, nigga, you about to die right now. And then like, Saitama walks up in there. And no, there's a thing. He calls out for Saitama. Well, he doesn't really call out for Saitama, but he's like, heroes, where's the rest of the heroes? I need help. Now I can finally see what y'all can do. We need more, y'all. It wasn't enough of us. Please save me. Uh, yeah, and help me the nigga was like, nobody's going to hear you. And then it shows all the other heroes hearing him, like that are fighting the monsters across the uh, city. 
but they don't show up. The oh. only one that shows up is Saitama, and Saitama was like, I heard you, my nigga. But I don't fuck with you, but I got you, my nigga, because you're learning your lesson right now. Real. And it was just good to see Saitama be the one out of all the heroes that were busy that heard him after the nigga was like, nobody hears you, nigga. Like, you about to die, bitch. And I really thought he was going to fucking die. Yeah. Because they after the heroes came back, I was like, okay, so now they're going to beat the monster. But whenever they beat the heroes and him again and his teeth that came out, I was like, damn, they really going to do you that, son. Yep. <laughs> no. So what would you rate episode 20, one through five? To be honest with you. It's a five? It's close. Okay. I'll give it a 4.8. It's um, It could have been a 5. Some parts, like there was some uh, animation parts that were like... Shaky. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad. Like to me, everything fit, but it's not all the way there. Like 5 to me is perfect animation. Yeah. But this was almost perfect animation. It was... It, it, it did better than what I expected for the good parts of the uh, series. And especially after the fight with Saitama and Siryu, I thought it was over. Real, and then okay. it took it and it doubled and tripled down on the action. And it, it was it was good. So I'll give it a 4.8. It's almost a 5. But I, I would want would have wanted to see a couple more things in there personally. No, I feel you. you the, like Saitama it. came right at the end like okay. just to save it. Like, they really whooped his ass bad. And they made it. That's that's a reason why I give it a high score because it was really they made the stakes seem high in a in a parody show. 100%. That's one thing uh, One Punch Man season one did really well. It you knew Saitama's a a, a parody character. You know he's gonna the save the day. You know real. he's gonna win, but it still felt intense when shit would happen. And even though this is not the same scale of One Punch Man, I was still. It drew yeah, me still, in like still got you. the same way. 100%. Well, let's... And, and I, I'll give my thoughts next week and once I catch up, but let's get to Demon Slayer, Kamitsu no Yaba. Hoo-wee! Did I not tell you once you met the villain, it was on and popping? At the end of the last episode we saw, I was already kind of excited and knew something was going to fucking happen, but I didn't think... You didn't think he was like this? I didn't think it would pick up. Like At the end of the... Whenever he, he infected that little demon, uh, infected a human, made him a demon... Uh, Wait, no, no, that we got. That's the one we talking about, episode seven. Well, no, it happened kind of at the end. Like at the end of the last episode, uh, as soon as Tanjiro found him, he was like, Phew, and he like did it real quick, and then you're like, oh shit, how's Tanjiro gonna deal with this next episode? Wait, I thought no, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we we watched it. We got to the end, right? We, we didn't. We we didn't review episode seven. This is the so. Wait, that was only one. Yeah, yeah, no, that was we we got to. Oh, because yeah. we did the three One Punch Man, it kind of threw me off. Yeah, no, no, How no, about no. say I feel like we already reviewed that saying. one. No, we didn't review this one. We got to review episode seven, Muzan Kitabuji. That's where they introduced. But what the happened in the beginning of that episode? In the beginning of this one, this is where Tanjiro and Nezuko uh, now split in three. The demons have driven Tanjiro on a corner. It's then Nezuko attacks and she becomes the demon herself. She's no longer weak. That needs protection. His mind made up. Tanjiro follows one of the demons into the swamp, spreading him into the underground. Waiting for them is there is the demon. That's why he fights the demon in those little water things mm-hmm. and they're like how can you breathe but he's like I trained in the air where it was thicker yeah. and he just whooped their ass under and we I see that like his that training touch. we saw his training finally paid off and then when he comes up he sees Nezuko is taking care of what he gotta take off he helps her out and then that's when he call, he starts to interrogate this demon and he's like tell me about Muzan Kitsubuji and that's when he's, the demon starts crying and he's like I can't because I have a seal on my thing. And then Tanjiro just kills him. Mm-hmm. They basically, get, Tanjiro gets another mission from the uh, little crow. And he Immediately. Goes, yeah, and he has to go to like the big city in Tokyo and he gets there. He he can't take it because it's too uh, it's too much and he's never been to a big city. And he, he's like trying to catch his breath. And he goes eat soba noodles getting out of the city. But as he's eating, he gets this smell. He runs, he runs, he runs. And he's like, boom, he comes face to face with Muzan. Kitsubi, uh, 
Kibusuji. What'd you think of episode seven? Muzan Jackson. Michael, yeah, Muzan. We just call him Muzan. What'd you thought of this one? Uh, I like this one a lot. I knew he was gonna beat them fucking the yeah, three it was a, But I thought that was a good fight. I thought it was a nice touch too with the air thing, with the fact that he was used to training in the air already. It was a nice touch for sure. Uh, it was a good fight. Always beautifully animated with Demon Slayer so far. The Nezuko uh, touch was amazing. Yep. Um, I like this one a lot. Like, I, I like this episode a lot. Then the end, like I was saying before, I thought we were jumping in off of this episode. The end of this episode would hit hard. Because right after all that fighting, you see him walk up on Muzan. And it's like, what the heck? We meeting the villain this early? Yeah, and he did some intense shit. Like, you thought, I'm thinking it's going to be a fight, but nope. He yep. does some evil nigga shit. Yep, he, and we're going to get to that with the next episode. I thought this was nice because this, this per like, Tanjiro has his first moment where it's like... Okay, it's his Naruto, his Luffy moment where he talks to a civilian and he tells them about himself and they realize how strong he is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that person's like, you've never felt lost. How do you know this? And it's like, Tanjiro's just like, okay, I'm not going to talk bad about him. And I'm just say thank you and just walks away. And then the person realizes like, this kid's more hardened than me. Like, he's been through a lot and he's apologizing. And Tanjiro's just like, I accept it. I thought that was a good moment for mm-hmm. Tanjiro as a MC. And I got to say something else about like right after this, right in between when he meets Muzan. Um, I I really liked uh sh- Shonen and all Shonen they're gonna give you the action and they're gonna give you comedy as well. I don't see too many Shonen besides like Death Note, which doesn't isn't traditional Shonen. Yeah, that doesn't do uh, too much comedy. Usually like the Dragon Ball, Naruto, uh, One Piece, you get the comedy as well as the action. Sometimes it feels forced, or sometimes it's too goofy. Uh, sometimes it takes you not saying it takes you out of the story, but sometimes the focus is hard on comedy. I gotta say, Death no- uh not Death Note, Demon Slayer. I didn't going into the series I didn't expect it to have any comedy elements but they have a lot of comical elements and they do it right from uh from the face expressions which I, I used Nezuko's, to see yeah. like the manga uh the manga panels even had the funny face they expressions do. and it kills me like it's super funny but not as not only is it funny but it doesn't take you out with the humor it doesn't make the ser- the series feel less serious and it doesn't make uh make things seem goofy it just makes you laugh at certain parts like especially whenever uh, I'm just saying that because whenever the the uh Bird had came and told him like, "All right, next mission." He was like, "Damn, already?" He was like, "Yeah, bitch, what the fuck you think yeah, it is? Next mission, we gotta, we gotta get going." Like that was some funny shit, and it it, it was just uh, it was in, intense the whole time. It just keeps you keeps you uh, rolling throughout the whole. It, nothing takes you out of the experience. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm with you on that 100. What would you rate episode seven, one through five? I'll give that one a good four, four, four point like three. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid full three, full full. It's not quite four or five yet, but it's it's up there. No, and it was it was pretty damn fire. This is his Zabuza fight. Yeah, maybe even before that. May, yeah, like a slight, slight bit before that. So it's good, but you could tell it's getting better. No, I'm with you. So uh, next episode we got is the smell of blood, uh, the smell of enchanting blood. The next mission in uh, Asukusu, uh, Tokyo, Tanjiro is taken aback by an opulent uh, Tashio-era cityscape, but soon picks up the scent of a demon. He pursues the scent that leads him straight to Muzan, Kibu Suji. Tanjiro attempts to strike him down, but Ki- but Muzan transforms a mm, random civilian into a demon, triggering a commotion. As Tanjiro desperately tries to get things under control, someone appears before him. Krissa, what did you think of episode 8, The Smell of Enchanting Blood? Episode 8 was legendary, bro. Whenever, and just kind of skipping ahead, well, even at the beginning, the beginning was intense. I know Tanjiro was not going to ditch the dude who just got bit no, and just leave him there. I think it was dope seeing like 
I thought it was dope seeing that Muzan has a family. Muzan is doing all this other stuff. And, like, these humans That's don't know. That's crazy. And, like, they're just, like, he's living with them and taking advantage of them. And then, like, I thought it was impactful. Like, after the police and everything come, when he's just screaming at Muzan, he's like, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to kill you. Blah, blah, blah. I, like, we don't, I don't mess with you. And then you see Muzan have this, like, uh, this, like, flashback to basically this old demon slayer who looks like Tanjiro and it's like, oh shit, this yeah. where it's going? And I ain't gonna lie, I like seeing Tanjiro talk that shit when he was walking away. He's like, bitch, I'm gonna kill you. He was like specific. He's like, I'm gonna cut yeah. your fucking head off. And I was like, damn, that boy said he's gonna cut that boy head off, son. I was like, oh, it's getting real. Tanjiro is not playing with this nigga. Big facts. But then all of a sudden, after all that, when these police are trying to get him off, but he's Tanjiro's like, he can't tell him he's a demon slayer. He's just like, I gotta deal with this. And those, and then these two demons end up helping him they end up masking the scene and you find out that these demons hate Muzan just as much and I thought that was crazy and that was wild too I like seeing the uh, other little kid the little annoying kind of kid character and the, uh, his uh, what is his mom no she's just a demon who transformed him okay she's a dream that, uh, demon that transformed him because yep. he loves her and everything yeah he does but um it was fun to see that little dynamic uh, happen. You need that little annoying little fucking character. I thought he was going to be main squad, but apparently it's going to be the blonde haired kid and the pig. You know yeah, no, no. He is not. No, not, none of none. Of, we haven't met main squad yet. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm just excited to see what happens from now, because right after all that shit with those two, you got to see uh, Muzan. You got to see him uh, interact with the world because yeah. he he murked people like for like not saying for nothing, but. Uh, they told him his face looked pale in the alley and he yeah. was like my what? and he just murked them ball on contact like instantly like Yo, killed yeah. everybody involved even and the bitch just, who didn't do nothing I thought he was gonna spare her he killed that bitch the worst yup and it just oh yeah that's when he uh, remembers the dude that looks like Tanjiro and it's just like Yo, that's the way you know Muzan ain't nobody to be trifled Look, with. That face, that face he yeah. gives you, that's cold-blooded, like, I will murk you. Whenever he gave her that his blood and she imploded, yep. that was disgusting, intense, and it was like, oh, shit. Then when he sicked his, his little two... His, his two henchmen, and then our next episode is what we're going to learn about the... We know the structure of the Demon Slayer Corps, but there's a structure of Muzan's gang. And yeah, you about, to see, you about to see uh, them have to fight his henchmen, and his yep, henchmen the first time. were wrecking shop. Like at the end of the episode, uh, one of his henchmen, the chick, starts throwing this metal ball through the house that they're in and starts fucking up the entire house, and it looks like she's about to just wreck shop. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So seeing that, I was like, ooh, next episode's about to be intense fighting. Uh, even compared to the, the the three demon fight we just saw, this seems like it's gonna be next level because the yep. three demons seemed like they were nothing to Tandero. Now we're gonna see Tandero with the real, uh, legit challenge, and this seems like this is Muzan's gang, and Muzan is already showing you he is like the Aizen, he is like the Taguro, he yep. is the up there, like he is the boss you have to beat. And these are just his his lackeys right now, and these niggas are probably gonna be way stronger than you because. You don't know what kind of yeah. You don't know what type of heat he bringing. And the in the lady's name that they meet is Tamio. She's a demon who's a doctor, and and basically she helps people who are either transforming the demons or she helps humans. And her assistant's name is uh, Yushiro, and and she transformed Yushiro into a demon after he was dying. And she basically what she does is she'll ask people if they're dying how like if they want to live she'll transform you into a demon and their thing is they don't eat humans what she does is she's performed a lot of surgeries on herself to where for her to live she drinks human blood 
And I like that too. I like some it vampire too. shit. That was some uh, dope uh, exposition for the story. And she doesn't kill people. The way she does it is by being a doctor. She she collects blood through the blood that they have to do, and that's how she survives. And we figure out that oh, there's different ways for demons to survive without eating humans, and that goes back to Nezuko because Nezuko does it through sleeping. Exactly. Yep. And we also find out that not everybody can transform demons into humans. We find out that she only was able to do it after 200 years in training. Muzan's like one of the few, if not the only one, who has the ability to do it all the damn time and do it to such a strong level. And then the big question gets answered, can we turn humans back into humans after they're demons and she's like yes but we need a sample of either Muzan's blood or someone close really higher up to Muzan that he transform and get their blood so we can start experimenting on yep. and as we can see you put his blood in somebody they fucking explode so well, that's a human has his blood, that's, a, that's a human though like if you well yeah. yeah only certain people can can handle his is, blood the thing with that amounts. woman is she put he put in too much oh yeah you, you, can, only put a, you can only put a certain amount and the episode ends with after they find out that it's possible, the gang of Muzan's demons just basically pop up in there, and it's we getting ready for a big battle next week. So, this is this is such an intense fucking uh, show. It's yeah. like it, it took it, it's one of those ones that it's not slowing down. They know what they're doing, and like we're in it, and it like stays like this through it. We stay like this the whole time too. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, we may have some filler here or there, but for the most part, it's not filler. It's explaining the show and we're meeting new people and that's pretty much it. I'm I'm going straight ahead and say I'm rating this episode a straight five. Yeah, this one to me the Muzan stuff brings it at, to, to a five. For yeah, me. the Muzan I'll give it a five. Just because the story is getting there, it's the action is getting too. there and just it's intense now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So can't wait for next week's Demon Slayer, but that's all we got really this week. And I know we didn't drop a Samurai 8 video or My Hero video. You're going to get us reviewing two chapters next week. So Samurai 8, you're going to have it in the off week as well as My Hero. Man, and it's, we're super excited for that. It's such a good year for anime right now. We've, all, we've been saying it, but I mean... Uh, before One Punch Man and Demon Slayer dropped, it was like, okay, we knew Demon Slayer was going to be good. But me personally, I didn't know it was going to be this, this good. I told you. Like, this is promised Neverland good. I told you. As far you. as animation-wise, as far as I know, it does uh, things different story-wise and whatever. It's not the but same it, story. It's 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 a... If you... Like, My Hero does things to where, okay, it's a superhero mm -hmm. thing and it goes into Western culture. But if you want a traditional action and, shonen, exactly. oh, it's perfect. Like, see, last year... It was basically the My Hero Awards when we got to the end of the This uh, year, year. going to be close. This year, bro, we, we started off with My Hero, uh, My Psycho Season 2. We started off with Promise Neverland. We're still at the first quarter of the year. And we still got... And the thing that's going to be, I think, the biggest... Uh, and One Punch Man didn't fail us. They're delivering. Be, yeah, they are. But I, I don't think One Punch Man going to win anything. But that's the thing, that we still got good, good shit. Because if you ask... Anybody who's watching Attack on Titan, you could argue that that's one of the, like, bro, what's going on? And we're getting that, too. It is crazy. Like, the newest episode, I'm not going to spoil anything, but just let me say, shout out to Levi Ackerman. If you watch Attack on Titan, you know what I'm talking about, yo. Oh, my gosh. But see, we got Mob Psycho Season 2, Attack on Titan Season 3. Yep. Promise Neverland, One Punch Man Season 2, I and think Demon the biggest, Slayer. I think the biggest... Bracket or the biggest category that's gonna be the hardest this year is best new hero mm -hmm. slash best new show. Because sure. not only do we have Emma, Ray, Norman who can be up for it, you got Tanjiro, mm -hmm. we got Senku coming in July. Yeah, we didn't even get to Fire Force and Doctor Stone. And then Stone we got yet. Fire Force, yep. 
we didn't even get to Final Fours or Doctor Stone. And, and I'm that, pretty sure that's not the only shit coming out. And that's what I was about to say. We that's just know, summer. That's just the major things that we don't. We get. don't even know what's coming in fall and winter besides my, my hero. And we know we got that no guns, no life, which I told, which and that, that means, looks huh, raw. It's gonna be crazy. So we got a lot to get into. But Chris. Tell the people they can find you on social media. At Chris or SJE everywhere. I'm about to have a lot, a lot, a lot of announcements coming soon. So stay tuned to my Twitter or my Instagram story because where you're going to find most news. Be on the lookout for all that. But like I said, we're going to have the YouTube stuff coming out next week, you guys. Be on the lookout for that. You can follow me at Berlin the Don on Twitter. Follow me at Lindenburg II on Instagram. Follow the bros who think at bros who think on Twitter and be sure to check out all of our announcements. And if you're in the New Orleans area, if you're an anime fan that lives in Louisiana, be on the lookout for MechaCon because Anime Talk and Bros Who Binge, both staffs are going to be at MechaCon talking to you guys, filming content for the network. And we can't wait to meet all the fans and just meet you guys who are anime lovers like us. And we can't wait to have good conversations with you guys. I know me and Chris are super excited for that. A thousand percent. But that has been, I believe this is episode 28. Because I believe... No, I think it's... It might be 28. Yeah, I think, I think it's episode... I thought it was 29. Yeah, no, no, it's episode 28. But for episode 28, thank you guys for checking out. Thank you to everybody who listens every week. We really, really appreciate it. Without you guys, we wouldn't be shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But for Krista, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great one, and we will talk to you next week with the Samurai 8 review and the My Hero Academia chapters review. But until then, you guys have a good one. Keep watching anime, keep reading manga, and have a good one. Peace. It ain't no do, I ain't going. Tell Boomer like Moshi Moshi. DMs want to stack emoji. No, I don't play with my Doty. Habits I learned from my OGs. Smoking on OG Roshi. Jiraiya Netero Genkai. Turn me to Fulio Senpai. Cheer bro, go to that bitch by. I'm trying to win, I just get by. Everybody OP on this side. You must be drunk, think you fucking with us, bruh. This ain't even much a serious punch. Break my wrist to my wrist, buzz. Splashing water, water, Lugia. Rapper sweeter than some Truvia. They staring at me like computer. Dragon drip like Gudra. Smooth dude like Luther. Nuts hang Mr. Cooper. You a trooper like Cooper. Dick hop, got my boonta. Long hair like Kuma. But a straw hat fully. Been a stampede like the movie. Nigga eating good like Luffy. Flexing green like Grookey. Get robbed like Lucci. Mask off like Future. Cause I ain't the one to do it. I'm just gonna point and they moving. You better be moving too, or it's your funeral. Quick full of squares. Y'all like a cubicle, bitch. I'm all that. Pull up like Super Dude. Race shit like repair. Man, man, man. Fully, y'all don't give a damn. Play with a nigga grands. I'll turn a gara nigga bury you and sand. Nigga sleeping with a sand man. Goddamn, wait the fuck up. Huh. Finna pull up with your slut, huh? Then I dip up with the bucks, huh? You know I got all the chucks, huh? What? Don't get no fucks, huh? Niggas broke, get the fuck, huh? Beyblade, niggas spunt, huh? Yeah, I feel like shit gay, oh, I run up on duns. I feel like Saitama lean in my one punch. I'm hungry as fuck, you rap niggas for lunch. You rap niggas eating my style, they gon' munch. I'm smoking on skunk, I got gas in my blunt. The baby in love, I just fucked on her once. Hit her from the back, trying to sonic, she run. I'm fucking them rats, no, I'm making them come. I'm making them under stress, gum gum. Yo, little bitch got a hand out like a bomb. The baby be sucking me up like a thumb. Show the trap, cause that bitch gon' jump. For that money, I'm a Naruto run. Yamato, I just roll the wood up. Leave village, bitch, I'm burning it up. I run tomorrow, your whole throat deep as fuck. My drink spike, feel like Kagayama could Blow any minute like Zeno Sama. My money longer than the freezer saga. Like the Mighty Water, pull up with the chopper. Wanna posters, don't know nothing about them. Acting too much questions, get the fuck from Ryan. Yo, we don't need no fuck niggas in our surroundings. Wait, what?
These niggas clowns like they rub me down. We've got about to come out. We've got to come and keep watching out. Where you staring at? I ain't no mirror. Where you staring at?